As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. the show today jeff and i bring you a very special guest he is the yum one the filth that you can't wash off he has the six star booty he is jt energy enjoy jt energy here thanks for joining us on the boom ddt podcast hey no problem my pleasure calling in yeah so Tell us, I think we all need an introduction, the audience and everybody, of who uh, JT Energy is. Tell us about the six-star booty. <laughs> well, that's that's probably what I'm most famous for, is uh, what you just mentioned. The backside's the good side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually, nine times out of ten, if you come and creep my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or something, it's probably related to my backside in some way, shape, or form. I usually... But all around, if you come to any professional wrestling show and you see JT Energy on the card anywhere from top to bottom, it's going to be a really good time. In some way, shape, or form, uh, whether you feel like I'm kind of being um, not the nicest guy or I'm being over the top, I can guarantee that in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to get a great reaction out of you. Um, And you'll leave there probably talking about me, because that's usually what I try to make sure that you do, is you leave the pro wrestling show and you talk about who, you talk about JT Energy. Mostly because I'm probably dancing, which I do have a pretty big love for, whether it's in the ring or outside of the ring. Um, Whether I'm pointing and talking about my six-star booty, whether I'm misting myself with my bottle of filth, because I am the filth you can't wash up. I've also uh, garnered and started calling myself recently the Michael Jordan of misting um, because I think I'm the best at it and I don't think anyone else is better than me at it. And uh, my most recent pair of trunks have the word yummy right across the backside. So I've also deemed myself the yum one. So I go by by many names, but in some way, shape, or form, when you come to a show and I'm there, all I'm trying to do is make sure that you leave 
with the best experience possible, especially when it's associated with JT Energy. I think the, I gotta say that the ring gear is on point. Like, that's my favorite part of the whole thing, the the mesh, like, it looks like something like from, you know, hip-hop breakdancing way back in the day. Uh, and- yeah, and, and like when I was, I think everybody, like, especially anybody my age and people in professional wrestling now, when you're coming up and figuring out who you are as far as a professional wrestler, like, a lot of people will say it's it's your own personality or or some type of likeness inside of you that's turned up to 11. Yeah. So when I started to think the energy, well, me as a person, I love hip-hop dancing, and it's been a passion of mine for a really long time. Um, I like big outlandish colors and clothes and things that are different that give you a lot of personality because I've always thought that what you wear is a direct reflection of kind of who you are on the inside and what you want to project out onto the world. And I also was a DJ in my spare time. So between dancing and wearing what I want to express myself and then DJing whenever I could, like, I just thought, okay, if I took that guy and turned it into the people that influenced me who are professional wrestlers or musicians or whatever you might want to draw your um, inspirations from and put it into a ring, that's kind of when I started to say, okay, what? What's different, too? Because I want people to look at me, look at what I wear, and be like, man, that one guy that was wearing, like, the thigh-high things, there shouldn't be many other guys on the show that are wearing thigh-high spandex or fishnets or spraying themselves with mist bottles coming out to the ring and laying on the ropes all weird. So, but yeah. that's who I am. That's it's, what I it's, uh, it's memorable. That's what you want. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So you talked a little bit about, so let's let's find out, like, who are you know more about you like where are you from how did you get into this like your journey a little bit into professional wrestling um i'm originally i was born in tulsa oklahoma my uh my dad's family is from and my mom's family is from iowa so when i was 10 we moved up to iowa a little town called thor iowa just like the marvel superhero except the marvel superhero is way more impressive than my small little iowa town (laughs) um but yeah so went from oklahoma moved up to iowa but i can remember vividly like as a little kid going to uh the video store and renting vhs tapes and being like over the top like enthused about seeing you know wrestlemania six there on the shelf with this giant hulk hogan this ultimate warrior being like oh my god these guys are crazy like what is this and because all those VHS tapes had such sweet covers, they just, like, drew you in um, and made you want to watch them over and over and over again. And people like Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, people that were really big and flashy with those colors, even when I think about it, like, Rick Rude with, like, his spray paint and Sting from back in the days. Yeah. Those are people that, like, caught my eye that I was like, man, these guys are super cool. But then as I started to get, you know, like, a little older and transition to, like, WWF, like around WrestleMania 9 and 10 and stuff like that, I really thought, you know, Razor Ramon was really cool. Um, and I thought Diesel was really cool just because he was a tall dude that did the the jackknife powerbomb, which I always thought was really sweet. But, like, yeah. Razor Ramon always had super cool colors, too, that I, like, loved. Yeah, And cool. then once it, once it transitioned more into, like, WWE and stuff like that, I mean, Jeff Hardy, he's always kind of, like, been my number one. Because oh. when I was in high school... He was like blowing up on the top of this world 
And he was the guy that looked like he went into a Gadzooks or a Hot Topic. And like, that's only where he shopped. And I was like, man, this guy, <laughs> he looks like he wears the same clothes I would. He probably listens to the same music I would. And he's wearing all these crazy things. And I was like, man, I want to be Jeff Hardy. Like, that's what I wanted to be when I was in high school. Because he just seemed so cool and different. Yeah. And I already felt different. And I was like, but I don't feel cool. So I wished I could be Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff is a huge Jeff Hardy fan. So you guys got that in common. Yeah. For sure, man. <laughs> we will swan time stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is, is that once I transitioned into professional wrestling, and I was like, oh, man, I love Jeff Hardy. And then you get in the ring, and you're like, I'm going to try Jeff Hardy stuff. And then you're like, wait, I'm not Jeff Hardy. I'm not going to try Jeff Hardy stuff. That's not my style. <laughs> So what age was that when you did when you did get into this? Um, well, like I think it was one of those things where for the longest time when I was a little kid, I was like, what do I want to be? I want to be a professional wrestler. And most people, when they have a dream like that or like, let's say, a professional football player or an astronaut or things like that, something that's just like in a lot of ways, when you tell a teacher that or someone, they're just like, no, that's that's crazy. Like you can't do that. Like it's such an astronomical thing that you're shooting for. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you be an insurance broker or work at a bank or run a restaurant? Things that are like way more relatable to a lot of people. That it was always there in my head, but like the more that I went through high school, went to community college and then went to uh, Iowa State and I got my bachelor's degree, I was like, Okay, well, I went through like what I would call I don't know, the American dream for people my age that wanted to go to a four-year college, get a bachelor's degree, and then, like, find a girlfriend and get a wife and have kids and stuff like that. Like, everything kind of felt like it was in place, but life kind of has a way of taking you where it wants to or, like, you know, giving you maybe different signals on, like, what you should do in the world or with your life. And I kind of had, like, a little transition period gosh, I don't know, four or five years ago where things just weren't, they felt like they weren't going anywhere. And it was one of those revelations where I was like, I feel like when I tell the story, I've told it a couple times that I think when I first saw stuff about the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, it was on Facebook. Really? Yeah, that's the, we just talked to uh, Sensei Bach a couple weeks ago and he went to the same school. Uh, and he had a really good experience yeah. there. So what? When was that? That was pretty. That was four years ago. You did the the schooling. Um. Let's see. I want to say this this past April was three years graduated from the school. So this past okay. January would have been the three year mark from when I started. And I know Bach was. I think he came in and did the class right after me because i was the fifth class and i think he was the sixth class so he followed shortly thereafter and me and him kind of have some like i feel like relatable stories because we're both we're both guys that chased our dreams a little later in life um and kind of ventured and fell across something that we'd been chasing for forever in our heads and finally found a real opportunity in little davenport iowa with a school that was run by a guy who was current or just been, you know, the WWE world champion. Yeah, so you, you, I'm assuming you got to meet him as well. Seth Rollins, obviously, we're talking about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in my head, like I never, I never doubted that like he was going to be there at the school a lot or whether he wasn't going to be at the school a lot. But whenever I meet anybody outside of wrestling now, um, and I tell them, oh, yeah, I went to Black and Brave. And they're like, oh, the one with Seth Rollins. And they like one of their first questions all the time, it seems like, how much is he really there? And Seth, he's he's at the school. Like, if he can be two to three times a week, every week, like he's there to give his input and his feedback and things like that. The only time he's really not there is if he's traveling internationally or, um, you know, something related to travel is the only, only reason he's ever not in the quad cities. Like this is his home and he loves to be home. Yeah. Uh, I gotta know. What do you, what are you listening to right now? Oh, I'm just outside of, uh, my CrossFit gym and I think they got some Van Halen going on right okay. now. <laughs> I thought it was Journey. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. Like, oh, what is that? It's, it's, it's probably very similar <laughs> to the same Pandora Spotify station that they have going on. And also, how did I forget about Gadzooks until you said that? I know, right? I totally, when I was in high school, man, like that, totally was, forgot. That, was, that was my store. Like, <laughs> we would go to the mall and I would be like, Mom, I'm only shopping in the store because this is the only store that relates to me. <laughs> this is the only store that understands me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless I like rolled into like a Sears or a JCPenney and they had some sweet like wrestling t-shirt. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy wrestling shirts from you guys. But the rest of my clothes, only Gadzooks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you got for JT Energy? So, uh, I, I dig your style. I'm wondering, uh, is there any controversy with your character ever in the ring? Or is it always like... Everyone's digging the dancing and digging the vibe. Um, I really would say sometimes it depends on it depends on the town. It depends on the venue. Like there's been times where uh, I've come out some places and there there will be some words said to me not in the most politically correct fashion nowadays. Um, right. But but it's just because I mean a lot of the people they come to those wrestling shows. I mean, it depends on their age because some people were raised on John Cena and, you know, some people were raised on Bruno San Martino. And yeah. if, if all of a sudden JT energy comes out and they go, Oh my gosh, like I know what they're thinking in their heads. And sometimes they decide that they want to open their mouth and <laughs> they want to, they want to voice their opinions. And nine times out of 10, I know they're not personally attacking me as a person, but Usually, if they open their mouth, they're getting themselves in trouble. They're not necessarily yeah. gonna. Get, I don't have to do anything because I know they're not gonna. You know, I'm never worried about them touching me. And any place I've ever wrestled at, where it seems like the fans are getting too rowdy or they're saying things they shouldn't say, you know, almost all the promoters I've ever worked for are more than happy to make an announcement saying, "Hey, don't say these things," because all the shows. I mean. Almost all the shows I wrestle at are all PG in that sense. So there are kids there, and those kids, you know, they don't need to be hearing some of that stuff. Yeah, right. which I I think is super cool. Like, I was going to ask you, that's cool you brought that up. I was going to ask you that last show uh, for ZOA was, like, was billed as an adult show. Yeah. What does that specifically mean? Like, I, there's just alcohol there, so they don't want to fuck with bringing kids in? Or what does that mean? Yeah, like... 
there's only been a couple shows that I've ever done that were adult shows. And the whole reason that they're built as adult shows is one, they're usually held inside of a bar. Yeah. So they're, if they're held inside, you know, that the crowd is going to be 21 plus. I think there was a couple shows we did in Iowa city that were 18 plus just because of the, I think the drinking age or whatever it was. But, um, when it shows like that, if it's adult, like we know the age of the people that are there. So if we say things, I'm, I'm more than happy to run my mouth, especially if I don't really have a guard on it. Um, because if someone comes to a wrestling show and they think, Oh my God, I can't believe that guy, you know, said this or said that. Well, if you come to an adult show that I'm at, I guarantee you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe JT did that. Or he said that. So yeah, I was I always try to push the bill or push the envelope on the adult shows so that way people are like, man, that was just that was too much. Because yeah. it's too too much is probably not enough, <laughs> right? Especially yeah. for a character like like JT Energy, like when is like too much can never be enough, can it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like in those instances, I always try to think. And I also try to think a little outside the box on what I'm saying or how I'm saying it or the positions I'm putting my body in or stuff like that because wrestling nowadays is such a short attention span when it comes to being in matches because people are on Snapchat or they're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, I want to do things that make people stop and continue to watch because I want them to get their phones out and be like, oh my God, I got to record this guy. I got to send this to my friend so they can see where I'm at right now. And then if their friend responds back like, Jesus, what are you doing? I want it to be about JT energy. <laughs> yeah. That's a progressive way of thinking. Cause a lot of people are always like, you know, they don't want people like, you know, you go to concerts and people are pissed that people are on their phones. And I totally understand that or at comedy clubs. But another way of thinking is I have to do something that's going to make them want to record this and send it to their friends. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, whenever I get my friend's Snapchats, and let's say somebody goes to, I don't know, let's say they go to like a ghost concert, and like it's a really cool show, but it depends on how they're filming it because times people will film something, and if you see it's a concert, you instantly start flipping through their stuff, and you're like, I don't want to see another person who recorded a concert. Yeah, but if you look at JT Energy at a show in some way, shape, or form, usually it's like, okay, there's a kind of half-naked guy dancing around and making very lewd gestures. Like, that's what I want them to be like. Wow, what was that? Like, where are you? So I feel like I have something that's very different. Same thing <clears throat> if someone recorded, like, Sensei Bach and someone saw a Snapchat of some guy doing, like, martial arts somewhere, they'd be like, what is going on? Who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a head turner for sure. He he had that effect that he just did a show at uh, our local mall here in Peoria, and uh, it was the same kind of thing. You know, people who didn't know that there was a wrestling show going on, everybody's stopping. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this guy's doing martial arts. This other guy's three hundred and fifty pounds. He looks insane. You know what I mean? Yeah, those it, are it's a it's a in, good it's in, a good product for what you're saying because concert footage on your cell phone's fucking terrible. Like you can't even watch that back. It's yeah, horrible. it's like, horrible. Usually during the summer um, is some of the most fun time for wrestling because there's so many like fair shows and different things like that where they're going to be outside. 
um, last year we did a show. It was in Kyoto, Iowa for Central Empire Wrestling, and Ragbri was coming through town. And it was JT Energy against a guy called uh, Donnie Pepper Cricket. And he's a really <laughs> big guy, too. And so it was me versus him in prompt tables match. But, like, there's this super cool photo of, like, the town at the time that someone got from, like, a rooftop. And there's, like, thousands of people in this town for Ragbri that they're passing through. And I'm sure those people are like, what is going on? Is this pro wrestling? And it's me and some other guy in the tables match in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, just having the time of our lives. And I thought that was one of the coolest things that I've done, like in my wrestling career, just from looking back on that photo that people were like, man, pro wrestling on Ragbri? This is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's head turning, man, for sure. For people that, you know, aren't into this culture at all, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's a I good 100% thing. agree. <laughs> So, Jeff, what else do and you... I also... <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, one of the things that I always think is, like, really uh, kind of crazy is I didn't even think of it the way I do until I got more into professional wrestling. So, most people know WWE or WWF, or maybe even they know WCW, or if they're, like, a real smart mark, they might even know some ECW, depending on their age. But, like, nowadays, whenever I tell, like, coworkers or gym goers or other people I know, like, about all these little pro wrestling shows, I feel like people are blown away with how much pro wrestling exists under the blanket of, like, the United States that no one knows about unless you, like, start to follow independent rep. And, like, if you really wanted to, you could easily go to a show, like, every single weekend if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a subculture for sure. Um, yeah, the, the, and the cool, like, it's super cool. If you can convince people like that to go to these shows, it's like a guaranteed good time for them. Because it's something they've never seen before. Like you said, they know, they remember Stone Cold, they remember yeah. The Rock. But, uh, you take them to one of these shows, and it's just, you're so close, you're four feet from the ring, it's super loud when you take those bumps, like, it's just a, it's guaranteed cool experience, because they're gonna be like, it's just new for them, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's so cool, and I love when I love when people have a chance to come to the shows that they've never been to, like one of the shows that I've locally been on, and I tell them like, man, you got to come. And whenever I see a new face there, and I ask them like, hey, how was the show? They're like, man, it was so awesome, it was so much so much better than I expected. And I'm like, I knew it was going to be good. Like, you have no idea how great this independent small professional wrestling is until you get out and see it. And those are the people that I feel like. They come out and see our shows, and then they watch WWE, and they're like, "Oh, how is this the same thing?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Jeff, uh, what do you, you got? Anything else for wrestling for JT Energy? Because after that, I want to ask him a little bit about music. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm out uh, Denver way here, so I can't really uh, come and see you too easily unless you head out west. But I was wondering, you say you're not a Jeff Hardy type. I mean, because obviously Jeff Hardy's one in a million, but yeah. what do you think your in-ring style is like? Are you a acrobatic type of guy, or can you explain, like, how you developed your style and what that kind of looks like to me? Well, so the biggest thing about, like, myself as far as who I am when I walk into the ring is I think everybody learns a little bit about themselves the farther they get into their career and the more that you get to be around people who go, 
hey, have you ever tried this? Or, hey, this looks really good. Because it's kind of a trial and error thing. You don't really know what you're good at until you try it. So when I first started out and I was doing a little, a couple things here and there, like I was grabbing inspirations from like Rick Rude because he was such like a big character, but he also was very like full of himself, but he had that kind of raw sex appeal to be like, yeah, look at me. And I was like, okay, that guy speaks to me. I can understand some of this stuff. Um, but when I get into the actual ring, I was like, well, I need to play to some of my strengths that I have, which is dancing that not every other professional wrestler has. So, you know, I've had, I had the opportunity to get into the ring with like Rich Swan and Rich Swan was one of the best people that I can remember recently. He's like, you know what? I can dance, but I can also wrestle. So I'm going to play to my strengths. And he kind of floated in there. But I mean, for the most part, like I try to stick to the, the basics because the basics really get stuff done and in today's world that's filled with like gifts of this and gifts of that when it comes to wrestling twitter i know i'm i know i'm not going to do anything off the top rope that's ever going to be like something that you've never seen before or i'm not going to do some inverted steiner screwdriver power bomb that's going to look like it murdered someone right. so i know like depending on who's standing across from me the thing that's going to set me apart that someone's going to gift that's hopefully ever going to get me noticed by somebody to be like, man, we should get that guy on our show. It's either going to be the way I'm moving my body and using my butt or just dancing in some type of, you know, whether it be move or reversal, like even, gosh, I can't tell you how many times, when was it last year or two years ago that I got tagged when that Michael Jackson uh, dude did the the moonwalk DDT. So many people are like, you got to do the moonwalk DDT. And I'm like, I'm never going to do the moonwalk DDT better than that guy did it. But I can have my own moonwalk DDT that I haven't come up with yet. That will somehow someday make people be like, Oh, you do that cool dance move. I just got to figure out what that cool dance move is. So <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, you're a meat and potatoes guy with a, with a badass look and a badass presentation. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things to do, I do a lot of tag team wrestling, and one of my favorite things to do is just put somebody in a good old abdominal stretch and just sit there and hold it because that's exactly that's exactly what I remember from when I was little is just a guy's got him in the abdominal stretch, and you know what? When I got to in the abdominal stretch, my partner is behind me. If my partner is behind me, I can also cheat, and if I'm going to go ahead and cheat, I'll do it behind your back. But it's right in front of the crowd's eyes, which pisses all of them off because they want the referee to see it as quickly as possible. So I can go ahead and get yelled at, and I know that. So I just stick with the basics because they work all the time. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, you're the you're the uh, Zoa tag team champ, right, with the Dirty Fight Boys. Yep. Right now in Zawa. Uh, we are the Dirty Fight Boys. We're kind of living it like, I don't know if you want to call it Freebird style or New Day style. It's myself and the Marman and Bucky Collins. All three of us are the Dirty Fight Boys. And depending on in what, oh, what event or what town or whatever, a couple times it's been uh, me and Mario in there uh, defending our championships. But uh, I'm having a heck of a time because... I mean, if you look at the three of us, it's pretty much one of us is filthy, one of us is nasty, and one of us is sleazy. So we're like the <laughs> gr- we're like the gross version of 
the dwarves from Snow White. Mixed with the Nasty Boys. Yeah. But every time, it seems like every time we're at like an adult show, we don't get, no one chants the dirty fight boys at us. They chant the dirty fuck boys at us. And they think, and they think that's really funny. So... Nice. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll let you go here. I know you're probably in the middle of working out. It sounds like or something. But real quick, uh, I can tell by the Instagram name DJ Click and Play, and there, you, you know, you must be a DJ, like you mentioned before. What kind of music are you into? Um. Well, I don't know. Like, because I feel like I'm all over the place. It depends on what mood I'm in. And I feel like that's the most generic answer that people give. Like when someone's like, what are you into? And somebody's like, oh, I'm into everything. And you're like, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> but if it, if it, I mean, it, if it depends on the day, like if I'm going to put on some music, I really like early 90s hip hop. Like I love some old like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Okay. You, um, and, and you're a... Good. I was gonna say like it usually when I have the chance to DJ, like one of my favorite things is the fact that I get to play a little bit of everything when it comes to my, my music interests. So I'll be in like nineties hip hop and then I'll go into two thousands hip hop. But then if I'm in the two thousands hip hop, I'll also like start to get into like two thousands pop. And so I'm jumping all over the place, but I'll throw it back to like some 80s rock and roll and we'll do like motley Crue and Def leopard but then i'll like spin it into something completely different and whether i'm djing at a dance club or i'm djing at a crossfit competition or i'm djing at a wedding like there's stuff that's all across the board because i love heavy metal i love dirty gangster rap like i like to sing along to disney songs <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, like I, I like edm and dubstep like i love to be all over the place so i like to appreciate and have a good time with all kinds of different music um but it just depends on my situation like i think everybody kind of gets in the groove of like they'll hear one song and they'll just kind of dive down the youtube rabbit hole of like this band and then you see this video and you start to go into this and you oh, like, yeah. get into a remix or like me like oh, i always my girlfriend she got me hooked on watching the last season this last season of like the voice and like american idol and stuff like that you know hear someone redo a song which sometimes is good sometimes it's completely awful but then it like it'll bring you into the same song, but a whole different genre of it or a style of it. And I'll just, the next day I'll be like completely engulfed in that style or that artist. Cause I want to dig deeper back into them. But nine times out of 10, if I'm going to throw something on it, I want to have a really good time. Michael Jackson's my go-to, which oh, nice. hence the why I love to dance. Michael Jackson. He's my guy. Okay. Yeah. That, that definitely makes sense. I can see that. Uh, well, cool dude. Uh, so, like Michael Jackson, if you, if you didn't get the, like how I came up with who I am and my persona at the same time. So like my real initials are T J H and I knew T J energy didn't necessarily flow as good as J T energy. And I thought, okay, if I say J T most people, if they like music or they like dance, will probably think white guy who can dance, Justin Timberlake, 
okay, that's a white guy that can dance. So I tried to like use that as an influence on when I came up with my character and my name. Yeah, that was a, that was a good choice. JT definitely better than TJ. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, dude, so get your plugs in. Where can we find you? And then tell us about some stuff you're doing. Uh, For the most part, if I'm somewhere in some way, shape, or form where you can follow me or be entertained, it's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I have a YouTube. I got a Snapchat. I'm pretty open on everything. Everything is DJ, click the letter N, and then play. So DJ, click, and plays everything across the board. I looked into JT Energy because I was like, maybe I should switch it. And there's some dude out on Instagram, and there's a company I think actually called JT Energy. So I'm just going to wait till hopefully someday that company goes under or I make enough money where I can just buy them out, and then I'll have all the rights to JT Energy. But for now, I'm still DJ Click and Play. I'm not the real JT Energy or any of that garbage on there. But I'm open on everything. I want people to follow me, share that stuff. And hopefully I do a good job entertaining everybody. Or at least there's some eye candy that somebody can look at and show their friends. So Hell yeah. When's the next uh when's the next JT Energy live uh show in the central Illinois area? Oh man. Well, there's I think the next time I'm gonna be that way. Um I know Zawa is having an all women's tournament July eleventh. I believe, okay. but uh, I can't confirm, nor can I deny that there might be a Dirty Fight Boys uh, appearance Ooh. Um, there. I know it's going to be all women on the show, but I would love to just piss a whole bunch of people off, and I know a pretty good way to do that. Um, otherwise, I think July 20th, there will also be another uh, Zawa show, and Zawa is pretty much my go-to if I'm dipping my toes into the Illinois area. But, 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 um, I definitely have my eyes set on at some point this year. I mean, the main goal is to always become, I want to become the little fish in the big sea, not the big fish in the little sea. And that means I need to get to bigger places around bigger names. So that way I can start wrestling with what a lot of people consider the best people in the world and some of those people right now are in the heartland of Chicago for promotions like AAW, Freelance Wrestling, Warrior Wrestling. Those are the big guys that are really making a huge mark right now in the Illinois area. And uh, Black and Brave, I mean, they were pretty much, they were bred out of the guy that runs AAW, which is Danny Daniels. And Danny Daniels taught Tyler Black and Merrick Brave, who went on to become the Black and the Brave. So when it when you come to like talking to people and they go, hey, just so you know, Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave, those are my dads when it comes to professional wrestling. And my grandfather in professional wrestling would be who trained them, which would be Danny Daniels at AAW. Cool. So a big goal of mine is to hopefully get to the Chicago land area because Chicago has – Absolutely, some of the greatest fans, especially for anybody in the entire United States when it comes to professional wrestling. So I'm hoping places like AAW, Freelance, Wrestling, those are places I want to get to. But I'd really love to get out to even places like Impact Pro, where Sensei Bach is. And uh, I'd love, man, I really, really, really want to just get my hands on Sensei Bach. 
at some point. Ooh. So I think he, he even has a championship right now. Yeah, he does. And I'm not calling him out or anything, but I am calling him out on the Boom DDT podcast because oh, ba- back up, back up, Jeff. Call, Give him some room. To call someone out. Give us that promo on calling Sensei Bach out. Sensei Bach currently has something around his waist that's really shiny, a championship title belt. And one of those things that I really like, except I like to spin it around and accentuate my booty, is a championship title belt. So if Sensei Bach wants to go ahead and maybe pull some strings and bring some of the best in the Midwest to Impact Pro to go ahead and challenge him and see if he's got the best of the best like he says he does, I would love to make a little drive out and maybe teach Sensei Bach some of what I can do. Not Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Some of his Karate Kid ripoff reject stuff that he's been doing. Damn. Straight fire. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No problem at all, guys. All right. Have a good day, man. Thank you again. Thank you. Take care, JT. See you guys. All right. Well, that was a that was an amazing finish to that interview. Yeah. Calling out the sensei on the Boom DDT podcast. He wants some of that smoke. Hey, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. The, keep an eye on that birdie. Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on that beef. The next uh, Zawa show, I think he pronounced it Zawa. I kept calling it Zoa. But um, I'm going to try to, that he's at, I'm going to try to go to for sure. The last one, I don't remember what I was doing. Out of town or something, I couldn't go. Um, so yeah, thanks again uh, to JT Energy for coming on. That was awesome. Hell yeah. Follow him on the gram, DJ Click and Play, and all your other social platforms. So Jeff, uh, real quick here, let's talk about the week that was in wrestling. Let's do it. Um... Raw was pretty good this week. Yeah, I had a little uh, old school feel with Rollins just going around jacking people with the chair as soon as they talked to Corbin. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it had a couple old school feels like that for sure. Uh, because, you know, Corbin was going to pick a ref on, on Raw, but he never did, right? No. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was really old school, and then I thought, um, the, was it, was it this, the Shane McMahon, uh, VIP section? Yeah, the, the return of the vegetable spread. Yeah. So, uh, this is, this was a surprising turn for me, because I really liked this. This is something Shane did that I really liked. They had, they had the hors d'oeuvres, vegetable spread, fruit tray. 
There's still no office, but I also liked how had everything else. Yeah, there was I, even a lounge chair, I believe, wasn't there? Oh yeah, and you had uh, the revival just sitting behind him with like sun, like Hollywood sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that old school flair. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked like Shane's part on this was I thought was pretty good actually. I mean it it was Shane and there was a lot of it as usual. But yeah. um like the whole thing with Roman when it got to the point where Roman uh uh ran up on Shane in the VIP lounge and whooped everybody's ass and then chased Shane back to the ring. I thought all that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that that was one of my favorite parts of the night for sure. Uh, what? Oh, the fight. We got to talk about Firefly Funhouse for sure. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. Rambling Rabbit's back. Tell a friend. Hell yeah. He had his little, his little neck brace on. <laughs> he keeps surviving, dude. Yeah, I knew he was going to come back. Life. I knew he was going to come back. Uh, so my question about Bray is, can he wrestle? Do you think he can wrestle in that mask? Uh, no. I don't think so either. But how cool would it be is if his in-ring character was the Fiend and it was like his alter ego or whatever, and he wore oh, the mask? Kids would shit their britches, I think. Yeah, it'd be the great juxtaposition though between the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend in ring. Yeah. So, it could be a split personality thing, like uh, the the Demon King. Yeah, I just thought it'd be cool if his entering character had the mask. But like you said, I don't think he could wrestle in that thing. It looks hot as shit. Um. Well, what else? Uh, the main event was cool. Seth versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, there was a weird part though I wanted to ask you what you thought of like you remember Rowan interferes like super quick with his iron claw or whatever and uh, yeah. the ref threw out the match and then the New Day and the Usos and the Revival like a bunch of people come out for this big melee I could be even forgetting people yeah I tried to write it down but I couldn't keep up it was it was real confusing I feel like some... I was just confused by it. Like, why do you think they did that? I think just as a weird way to get uh, Rowan banned, probably. So they could have a straight match. Okay. I just felt like some of them didn't even have any business. Like, what? Why? who do the Usos have beef with? Uh, maybe Brian and Rowan? I know the New Day do. The New Day do? Yeah, because they have a match at Stomping Ground, right? Xavier and uh, Big E versus the uh, Planets Tag Team or whatever they call themselves. I don't know. We'll have to get into that in the prediction show because I'm flying by the seat of my pants this week. Yeah. Well, I was just I was just happy when, when they started making announcements and the first thing I heard was, this match will be restarted. I was like, oh god, I thought they were going to do another classic stupid tag match, you know? Yeah, a 10-man tag or something. But thank god they didn't do that. They went back to a one-on-one match, everyone else was banned, and uh, Seth wins via stomp. 
Uh, in a good match, for sure. I thought it was a really good main event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's not a, not a combination you see. I don't think I've ever seen that combination of you. Um, no, I haven't. But they said, I think, I think they have, though, right? Uh, I mean, probably before we started watching. Yeah, yeah, I think they said, I think it was before we got back into it. I think it said the first time in four years or something. Um, but after the match, Corbin attacks, uh, Seth with a chair from behind. Uh, to get, to get that red hot for the, uh, stomping ground. That's pretty ironic. Yeah. So where we are with that is he never picked a ref. So I guess we just find out at the pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think Wilds is going to keep the title, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Like all these matches, what we'll get into when we go over, but like they're all rematches. Basically. So, oh, there was also a Fatal 5-Way match to determine who faces Samoa Joe for the uh, U.S. title that Ricochet won. Oh, yeah. Throw together. Yeah. Throw together thing. You had uh, Miz, Cesaro, Ricochet, Lashley, and Braun. Uh, Braun does this little thing where he runs around the ring and, like, shoulder blocks people, you know? And uh, I wanted Samoa Joe to trip him so bad. I don't know why. I don't know how he could have resisted. His feet were just swinging right there. He could have just extended the leg and tripped him. It would have been amazing. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that's. I think that's the big parts of the Raw. They they had a weird match. They had a um. A six-man tag team best two out of three falls match, and I couldn't understand why they made it best two out of three falls. Yeah, and you're going to be surprised because they do the same thing on SmackDown. Really? They have another best two out of three falls. I thought that was really weird. Was it for another six-man tag? I think it was just regular tag. Well, that's wild. Oh, they also uh, they also have uh, they also announce that um, there's a tag title match versus the Iconics with uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, which we get later. Uh, Iconics retain via distraction from Alexa and Bailey. They have a little squirmish outside of the ring. Yeah. Uh... Uh, this is just more manipulation against Bailey. It's really settling in on Nikki. Yep. Not oh. much going on there besides Alexa getting another pawn, you know? Yeah. That's her thing. Yep. Uh, I think that's... that's... Yeah, that's about all from Raw that I got. Yeah, there's a Paul Heyman promo that was really pointless. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, completely pointless. Yeah, I think that's about it. SmackDown, I thought it was a good Raw, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I 
gonna say the um the whole Seth Rollins uh, in the VIP area that all really tied the whole damn thing together. Yeah, I like we've talked about this before, but I like when there's something we can keep going back to. Totally. Uh, SmackDown. You said you didn't get a chance to watch SmackDown, right? Nope. Well, I will tell you uh, <laughs> that one of my favorite parts. Was uh, Drake Maverick finally gets his hands on the twenty four seven title? Really? Yeah, he was. Uh, Truth was like getting into his car in the parking lot, um, looking for Carmella. When he finds Carmella, it's actually uh, Drake with a blonde wig on, and uh, <laughs> which it was pretty good. And then uh, Truth tries to jump in the car to flee, and Drake. Pulls him out, rolls him up, of course. You know, the old roll-up. Yeah. <laughs> the 24-7 roll-up. And uh, he gets it. He gets the title and he escapes through the referee's car. The roll-up's so damn effective. Yeah. So, that was cool. Hang on, where was the... How did the ref come into play? The ref, uh... Oh... Uh, R-Truth was waiting for a ride in the parking lot and the ref pulled up and he was like, you drive Uber too? And the ref was like, yeah. So like <laughs> the, the ref was an Uber driver slash ref. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. Same yeah. uniform? Oh yeah, of course. And that's what happens when you gotta work two jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Times is tough. So that part was cool. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors are back, Jeff. Are they? Yes, sir. Actually, Asuka. I got to see. I got to see them over the weekend. Yep, Oscar and Kyrie back. Uh, they secure an opportunity at the uh, women's tag team titles. Uh, I think next week on SmackDown. Oh, I was gonna say. I, I thought we just had a match on Raw, babe. Or wait, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I think SmackDown is in Tokyo next week. Tokyo? Yep, and I think if they beat... If Asuka and Kyrie beat the Iconics there, then they, or, then they earn a title opportunity. Huh. So, I think that's how it was. Okay. So, no, uh, no women's tag team on, on stopping grounds. Uh, no. Alright. No women's tag on Snopping Grounds. We got two new belts and uh, neither of them really make the pay-per-view. Yep. Interesting. Uh, there was there was more Shane McMahon, of course. <laughs> he, he, is this the goddamn Shane McMahon show? I don't know. I, I gotta tell you, I do, like, he's, he's, he's taking a turn for the better for me, in all honesty. Like, I liked the VIP section, and I, I do like Drew as his, like, his main heater. Like, I like when Drew wears the, the leather jacket, you know what I mean? It just looks old school as hell. Yeah, the duster? Yeah. But it, it but it's still, it's still a lot. I totally know what you mean. It's a lot. So, uh, the Miz, I remember the Miz comes out and, uh, kind of, 
you know, he's pissed at Shane because the whole show's about him. Like, basically what we're talking about. And uh, it ends up being Drew McIntyre and Elias versus The Miz and a opponent of his choosing. But he has to choose the opponent within 10 seconds. And at 10 that, seconds? 10 seconds. And wow. At, and at that point, R-Truth... Uh, Sneaks out from under the ring because he had been hiding under there. This is before the 24-7 title changed hands. So he sneaks out out from under the ring. Miz sees him and it ends up being Miz and uh, R-Truth versus Elias and D-Mac. Okay. And R-Truth is over as shit. Yeah. Like he's the man right now. He was getting the crowd jacked. You know, he, I don't know how he does it, dude. Yeah, I don't is, know. It, is it the title or what? He's making that title mage, major. Totally. <clears throat> so, he's hyping the crowd up good. He's giving them the, what's up? And the crowd's just going crazy. That's awesome. He's the king of the house show, man. You go to a house show. Does your house show have, uh, have uh, R-Truth there? Yeah, but I miss him. But you what? Well, they they teased it like they showed him backstage running around and talking to Carmella. And then the, the ring announcer might have been Robinson, actually. He's like, okay, well, our truth is somewhere in the building. It might make an appearance tonight. No, but, uh, might have been during our smoke break or boom DDT sponsored hot dog break. <laughs> or just they were completely full of shit. They could have been. Yeah, they could have been just doing the old Brock Lesnar, the Paul Heyman trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. he he might be here. No, he's not there. Other than no, uh, that's a good time. Yeah, I wish you would have seen Art. He he's the best at the house show, man. He really gives it to the fans. Uh, it opened with uh, Dolph Ziggler, um, like interrupts a promo with the New Day. Same old thing. Kofi doesn't deserve to be champion. Ends up being Dolph versus Xavier Woods, and uh, Dolph wins. And I don't remember how it ends. Um, uh, can you tell me is Biggie active? I think he's like. He's okay, but he's not going 100% because he seems to be doing, like, if he does anything, it's very little, you know? Yeah, little spots. Yeah. But then again, he's got a match at Stomping Ground, so I don't know. I guess it's that, that might be his first, like, straight-up match, so we'll see what he does at Stomping Grounds. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm excited for it, even though it's got a weird name. Is this the first Stomping Grounds ever? Yeah, that I remember. Yeah, I think so. And what was it beforehand? Do you remember from last year? Great American Bash? No, uh... Dang it. Clash of Champions? No, I don't know. I heard I heard it one time, but I can't remember. But the logo's really dumb. It's like a work boot. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. 
I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Did you see that? No, it's Timberlands. Yeah, it's like a Timberland and stomping is in the boot and then grounds is underneath it. Well, I mean, you can only do so much. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I miss the Armageddon with the actual uh, swords coming in, the people, like on the entrance, you know? Oh, yeah. I think it's Armageddon. It might have been Backlash. It's probably Backlash. Oh, yeah. But they had the two crossing swords, like, right where the wrestler would walk out. So they had to avoid that. It was a little game of Frogger. Yeah. So I think I think we could probably just go into predicting some stopping grounds, and anything else we run into we could talk about, don't you think? I mean, I didn't see SmackDown, so if you, if you, you, you basically summed it up there. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. I think... I, uh... Get my predictions out here. Yeah, get your predictions out. It's time for some predictions. Ladies and gentlemen, I predict predictions. Predictions. I predict. So, let's start. Looks like we have nine matches on the card. Nine? Nine matches. That's decent. Let's start with the cruiserweight match, as is tradition. We got Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, and Drew Gulak. Tony Nese, current champion. This is for the championship, the cruiserweight championship. Um, I don't, I don't follow two of five. Although I did watch an episode. Uh, I think not this week's, but last week's, and it was, it was actually really good. I'm sure they're all... I don't know. People say they're all good. I just can't find the time. Right. But um, I'm going to take a flyer on Akira Tozawa. Put me down for uh, Akira. Okay. I was actually going to... I feel that too, but... Since neither of us really knows shit, I would just go with Nice. Nice retains? Is that with an S? N-E-S-E? Yep, N-E-S-E. How you spell Tozawa? T O Z A W A. Alright. What's up next? Next we're gonna go Uh we'll do the we'll do the uh tag team matches. Uh so we got the New Day, which will be Big E ver- Big E and Xavier versus KO and Zane. And it's your pick. Um, go New Day. I agree. I'm going New Day. Even though I like KO and Zane, you know that. Oh yeah, you know we we both love KO and Zane, but you need them to keep loose and getting more pissed off. Yeah, and that KO when he's frustrated, just grabbing his head. Yeah, it's classic. And then we'll do. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the Planets Tag Team Champions, versus... Is this the title match? 
Yep, versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um... I don't know, Jeff. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm gonna go heavy machinery. I feel that. I don't think there's any reason for D Daniel Bryan and Rowan to have these titles. No, I'll also go with the upset there. I I, I completely agree with you. Like it's it's kind of hold Bryan back. Yeah, there's no. I, why did they end up giving these? Oh, is this the one that the Hardys dropped? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason for them to have a title. No. They got plenty of heat. Just Well, well they do have the belts. Don't they or do they? Do they have him tag belts? No. Okay, then yeah, they don't need titles. Yeah, if they were going to hold on to him, they'd have hemp ones. Give uh, the program back then. Yeah, give it the program. Next we will go... Let's do Samoa Joe, current U.S. champion, versus Ricochet uh, for the WWE United States Championship. What's your pick there, Jeff? Oh, man. That's a good one, but I'm going I'm to go with uh, the Samoan. I was calling the Samoan bulldozer out of habit, but that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll go Samoa Joe as well. I don't think he drops it yet. Though you can see Ricochet beating the U.S. champ for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely in his kid. Kid's got a bright future. Yeah. Uh, let's go Let's go over to the ladies' side. Let's do Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. This is for the SmackDown women's title. I'm going to go... I'm going to stay Bailey retains... Um, just for the hell of it, even though I'm for Bailey, I'll go with Bliss. Yeah, I can, that's not a bad pick. She's getting a lot of fucking pop. Oh, people love Alexa Bliss. Like, she was at the, uh, house show, I believe. Was she? I could have sworn I remember uh, her getting a pop. I don't remember what kind of match she was in. They had like two women's tag team matches back to back, and they confused me. Yeah. So we had a bathroom break during one. There's always a lot of tag matches at the house show. Yeah. Just get a lot of people in in front of the eyes. Uh, then we'll have Becky versus Lacey for the Raw Women's Title. And I know who you're going here, Jeff. Yep. And I'm gonna have to yeah, agree with you. Shit. I'm gonna have to agree with you. We're gonna have to keep it on Lynch right now. Hey, put that thing on Lacey. That thing's going in the gutter. And then we got a uh, WrestleMania rematch: Roman Reigns versus D Mac in a singles match. Who won the WrestleMania match? Shit, I don't have my binder on me. Uh, I think I think Reigns did. It was his first match back since the uh, um, the departure for the cancer. So I think oh, Roman. Yeah. I think Roman were on right. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you say Roman Run? Roman Run, right? <laughs> uh, whose pick is it? Mine, right? Yeah. I'm going D Mac in a shady finish. <laughs> I dig that style, but I'll uh, I'll go with the big dog, who also made an appearance out in Denver. Thank you, Roman. Hell yeah, Roman's always at the house shows. He's the workhorse, baby. Yeah. He came and kicked the shit out of Elias. Hell yeah. Did Elias play you a tune? Huh? Did Elias play a tune? He, I think he played a little something. Wasn't too much, though. Uh, but uh, he did... Uh, it was a nice, quiet part in the match when Elias gave a DDT that I uh, announced to the entire... Arena has boom! Did he <laughs> Hell yeah. So a little promotion there, a little plug. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, and then we got the big matches. The big dogs. The big dogs. We'll go Kofi versus Dolph. Steel cage match for the WWE Championship. Ooh, it's a cage match. Yep. Has this been... I don't know when they included that, but they talked about it Monday and Tuesday. So either Monday or the week before, I don't know. I assume pin or escape? Yep. Pin submission escape? Yep. That's um, old school cage match. Last cage match, we had a slink with Shane McMahon, so I'm going to go with a good cage match, and I'm going to go uh, uh, with, uh, shit, I can't remember his name, Kofi. Yep, I'm going to go Kofi Retains, too. And then we got Seth versus Baron Corbin, WWE Universal Championship, and with a special guest referee that Corbin gets to pick that we don't know who it is yet. Like I say, said earlier, oh, I'm sorry, it's your pick. Yeah, but I agree. It's got to stay on Seth. Yeah. Totally. Totes, man. Any prediction on this special guest referee? Ooh, a little prop bet? Yeah. Uh, Lashley? No, that'd be boring as hell. (laughs) Shit, I don't know. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go this is where... Uh... Well, I don't know. I want to say Shane, but does Shane have any real connection with Baron? I was thinking the same thing, but he's already busy. Yeah, he's going to be out there during the D-Mac match. He loves sticking his fat face and everything, though. That's that's true. I don't know. Corbin doesn't have a lot of buddies. I mean, he's been aligned with D-Mac. He's been aligned with Lashley. Yeah, man. I mean, Lashley. I'm going Lashley. Boring old Lashley. Alright, put me down for Shane O'Mac. Alright. Is that is that, the, uh, is that the old card? That's the card. <laughs> so hopefully it won't be five hours? I hope not. That's a uh, stomping ground this Sunday. So, Jeff, before we get out of here, you gotta tell me 
Anything else from your uh, house show out in Denver that we need to know? I would say the uh, word of advice. Do not overindulge in legal marijuana before a house show, or it might take your charisma down a bit. Oh, you guys are getting a little a little silent, a little quiet and sheepish? Yeah, a little, a little too faded. We were just chilling for some bit. <laughs> And I, I pointed it out to Jay, like, later in the event. I'm like, we got to get going. We got we to gotta get into this. And so Jay, the Texas Sandman just, <laughs> during a move, he decides to go, yeah! <laughs> like, what the hell? What is that? <laughs> that is an interesting, that's an interesting uh, heckle. Yeah, I thought that too. But no, we had a great time. Um. Match of the night was definitely the main event. It's a title match, triple threat: Kofi versus Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. Kofi, so Kofi wins. Yep. Okay. No, like I said, you had women's tag matches. Left uh, and right. B team made an appearance when I was getting hot dogs. Oscar uh, Sane made an appearance against. Uh, I don't remember who. Liv Morgan was in a singles match, which is weird, but that's a house show. Yeah, she's been out of the. She's been off TV. What's what's going on with her and Sarah Logan? I don't know. Were they together? Oh uh, yeah, that was Absolution or whatever, wasn't it? Well, no, I know, but like, were they together at or no Riot Squad? But uh, Riot Squad. were they together at the house show? I mean, no. Huh. I don't know. Both of those have been MIA. I saw a We Want Live sign, though, on Raw. thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> or SmackDown, or whatever show she's on. Really? Yeah. That's badass. But yeah, the house show was a good time. Uh, no souvenir cup this time. No? No, but didn't find one. They didn't have one? They To buy? I probably just went to the wrong uh, vendor. I'll say that's that's impossible, Jeff. It's a good showing of people. Probably uh, about 5,000. Nice. Probably better than a Peoria show. Yeah. We had a great section. Very loud. We had some families, some some marks, and some drunks. Lots of... There was a, kids living that kayfabe lifestyle in there? Yep. Hell yeah. Alright, well, what pick is the draft are you on, Jeff? The Bulls are on the clock. How much time do they have? Got about uh, two minutes. Okay. Less than two minutes. Well, we gotta stay on for this special edition of your 30-second Bulls update. Can I just play it live, or would that be a copyright issue? No, play it live. All right. I'll wait till uh, Adam Silver's lizard ass gets on the stage. <laughs> okay. So, for those of you who don't know, the NBA draft is tonight. The Bulls have, what, Jeff, the seventh overall pick? Seventh overall pick. I've been taking notes throughout the podcast. 
Sign went number one overall. John Moran, number two. R.J. Barrett went to New York, number three. Then you had some sort of trade with Atlanta and New Orleans, so I didn't really pay attention to. And uh, another trade with number six pick with Minnesota and Phoenix. And here we are at number seven with the, the Bulls. On, Bulls fans, we're on the clock. Hell yeah. So this is a very special edition of the 30-second Bulls update during the offseason of basketball live on the NBA draft night. Um, how much time do we have, Jeff? 30. 30 seconds? Uh-oh, here comes Silver. Turn it up. Who? I don't know that fool. I hear some booze. I don't know that fool. What they say? What they say his name was? Kobe White. C O B Y White. Kobe White. Point guard. Yep, out of North Kaklaki. Well, there you have it, guys. The seventh overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select. Kobe White. And on that note, Jeff, enjoy stomping grounds. For thank, sure. thank you again to JT Energy for coming on for that awesome uh, interview with us and uh, calling out Sensei Bach. So, Bach, you're going to have to respond to this, bro. Six-star booty. You're going to have to respond to this six-star booty because he calls you out and he wants that title. Night, 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 night. But now I don't understand. Start calling it. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Okay. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.